police in the morning. When the fog rolls in, the terror begins. This moody and crisply chilling horror classic from Master of Terror, John Carpenter and co-writer Deborah Hill stars Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, Oscar winner John Houseman, and Oscar nominee Janet Lee. Get lost in the fog. It will frighten the daylights out of you. The sleepy seaside village of Antonio Bay is about to learn the true meaning of the word vengeance. For this seemingly perfect town masks a guilty secret, a past steeped in greed and murder. Exactly 100 years ago, a ship was horribly wrecked under mysterious circumstances in a thick, eerie fog. Now shrouded in darkness, the long-dead mariners have returned from their watery grave to exact a bloody revenge. Can this waking nightmare be stopped, or will the fog keep rolling in to kill and kill again? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week three of uh, Ghost Month, and uh, we've moved along to Ghost Pirates in uh, the 1979 classic, The Fog. Pirate Ghost. You've heard what the uh, back of the DVD box has to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. I definitely want to start with the top here. Um, All right. You want to go first? Sure. Um, For me, number three, um, the pacing of the film, being a, you know, product of the 70s this film is only 90 minutes long so they use just about every minute of the film to progress the story or just show weird shit going on in the town because of you know pirate ghosts certainly wasn't boring number two i do enjoy all the cast of characters although they might not be the most unique in uh, in the world or in the genre they're each fun in their own right and uh having maury strode and whatever Tom Atkins' character from Halloween 3 interacting together was uh, an interesting touch. Number one, the settings, the visuals, and the music are all just a perfect match. I mean, I would expect no less from John Carpenter in his prime. Our number three, the atmosphere and the directing is just really cool, the way the fog worked, and just... A lot of the shots of like the water and the in the um the lighthouse, I just thought it was very well done in general. I mean, it's a John Carpenter film, so wasn't surprised. Number two, um, I liked the score of the f- of the movie. I thought the music was creepy. It was once again by um John Carpenter and uh, Deborah Hill, and I thought it was it fit the environment, and I was really impressed by it. And number one, I I liked the. I liked. I thought it was well acted. I'll say that much. I wasn't really a huge fan of the characters. I didn't dislike them, but I thought everyone in it was a good actor overall, especially Tom Atkins. <laughs> Tom Atkins in his car beer. <laughs> that was great. He's like driving. He pulls out a. He picks up um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and like pulls out a beer and everything. Well, he goes to drink it, but then he decides to be a gentleman and hand his car beer to um the woman he just picked up on the side of the road. <laughs> it was um a very uh it was a different time. Uh, what are you doing out here, lady? Eh. Running away from Michael Myers. What about you? Eh. I just killed a bunch of uh, uh, prom dates, you know. Got to hide out for a while. Bunch of kids with masks. It was a really <laughs> weird situation. Z- zombie slugs and all. <laughs> this is actually 2 years before Halloween 3, so like uh, I I think it was a couple years before Night of the Creeps, but I, all the Tom Atkins movies just run together. I want to believe they're all part of the same canon. It's just the same guy just doing doing shit. Paul, I'll let you do your bottom three first. 
All right. So for bottom three, while I thought it was well acted, I thought there was like a lack of character development. Um, yeah, I, I really felt like there should have should have been more of that. Number two, the premise is just kind of silly. Like, I mean, fucking pirate ghost in the fog. I mean, I feel like the fog following you is kind of weird. Like, I mean, I, I really like the Silent Hill games where the fog is there, and therefore you don't know what's in the like what's in what's inside of it. But when the scenes where they're running away from the fog, and I just and it's following them. I mean, I get it. Like, there's like the evil pirate ghost or whatever. But that, that just seemed kind of weird. Like, I feel like fog works because you don't know what's behind it, not that it's going after you. I don't know. Paul, Paul prefers sexual frustration personified as opposed to pirate ghosts. Exactly. Silent Hill 2 is a great game. Can't wait for the remake. And number one, um, overall, like, I just found this film, like, somewhat forgettable as far as, like, the John Carpenter films go. I, it's by no means bad, but there are just so many better films by him that, like, I I almost forget about this one at times. Like, it's, once again, not a bad film, but it's not, it's not one of Carpenter's best. And watching it, you just, I'm just constantly thinking, I know he could do better. Not this is bad, I mean... It's an interesting story. It's got Tom Atkins in it, which is always great, but I I just expected more. I don't know. It's probably completely unfair, but yeah, I'm just going to... To the guy who made Halloween and The Thing and... And, um, and Dark Star. <laughs> Dark Star, yeah. Okay, it's above Dark Star. I'll say that much. It probably gives like a spoiler of how I'm going to rate this one, but which I, I rate it pretty good, but yeah, it's... It just doesn't compare, and it's not even in my top five of John Carpenter movies, which maybe one day we'll do a month of that. Well, for me on the bottom three, number three, the fog rolling across the bay glowing is a very dated effect, you know, especially by today's standards. And really, I mean, within like the next 10 years, it was very outdated. Oh, no, precipitation. (laughs) Number two, poor old babysitter lady. Like, was it really a thing in the 70s and 80s to just open your door when there's mysterious fog about without asking who's out there, or, like, looking out a window or anything? Like, she's just like, go to your room, little boy. I'm going to check the door for strangers and then murder. Like, like, come on. Like, she was, she was the least deserving of the cast to die. Right when I saw her, I'm like, this woman's going to die. Like, she was just destined for it. Same with the one guy who gets, um, who's constantly hitting on the, um, the, Radio um, woman, I'm like, yeah, he's 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 meant to die. He's rolling this to die. And and if I didn't say it before, and you haven't seen this movie in the last, you know, like forty something years. Spoiler alert: he's older than we are. But uh, my number one, as Paul said in his top one, like the cast is a, a cast of very good actors and actresses. And uh, on my bottom one, unfortunately, Adrian Barbeau is not known to me as an actress of any kind of quality or anything. But no as the actress frequently sexualized in the dialogue of Chris Seaver movies, of which I have watched far too many that any (laughs) mortal should have to endure. Fuck you, Chris Seaver. May Leo DeChamp cut off your butthole and stick it to his wall. Lots of connection I never thought we'd make, but all right. Well, we didn't really talk too much about the dialogue of this film, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You... (laughs) Tell us who had the better quote. I believe in you. I'll get us started with keep me turned on for a while. Oh fuck, Mike. 
searching for it. Keep Hold your on. keep your iPad turned on. <laughs> Sorry about that. Enough time for one more story. Enough time for one more story. Oh, great, weird, and unlucky. Like an albatross across the neck, around the neck. I couldn't spend an evening without you. All right, I'm drunk enough. Let's go back. As, as evidenced by this edition of <laughs> Quote Wars. I'll just pretend that was the reason. If you have any uh, favorite quotes or anything else you'd like to say about this movie, please leave it in the comments below. It's I even had a built-in excuse for fucking up. <laughs> just, just responding to my quote. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. Uh, how many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a one out of ten. I give it a three out of ten. So, The Fog, a ghost story come to life. The movie starts out with the tale being told and spooky things happening around town. Just enough time passes between these strange occurrences to keep the story flowing and, you know, the pacing tight. At 90 minutes, a beautifully eerie story is told with words, picture, and music all working as one to create a near-perfect picture from a horror legend. The Fog is a semi-classic horror film by John Carpenter about pirate ghosts. The premise is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it has a theme about, like, you know, a town being built off, like, stolen wealth, but they never really explore that all that much, and it kind of seemed like wasted potential. And the characters are less than memorable, but everyone was a good actor all around. But the creepy atmosphere due to the fog, as well, as well as the this wonderful score, it, and it was in directing by John Carpenter, make for a fun, if not somewhat forgettable, 80s horror film. It's definitely not one of Carpenter's strongest or most memorable films, but it's worth watching at least once. And I can honestly say it's not the best horror that involves fog. That still goes to the Silent Hill games, not the movies. But the first movie is good. The second one's stupid. You know, I think a good modern update for this, because you know, you find out, you know, again, spoilers, fucking spoilers, guys, that the pirate ghosts are actually like lepers from a leper colony that were murdered because people hate lepers, and they had gold that they made a cross into a cross. They uh, they should just replace the end credits uh, song with uh, Weird Owls Down at the Leper Colony. There you go. I think that's all the modernizing that need need be, not, you know, the 2000-whatever-year remake of the movie, which is a thing. I kind of want a copy of this movie with ju- with that edited in. <laughs> that would be amazing. And I keep thinking about, like, um, when you read the description, it said, like, what was it? The fog rolls in, the terror begins. Like, I keep thinking that's part of a song, like, the fog rolls in, the terror begins. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Pyramid Head or something pops out, and he's fighting, like, pirate ghosts, like... I don't know. My brain's all over the place today. It's the fog. Well, you know, we've always got ways to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on your and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll use some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone's on a boat, take a drink. Number two, anytime you hear KAB radio, take a drink. Number three, whenever treasure is mentioned or shown, take a drink. And number four, anytime glass shatters, take a drink. Every time you see a lighthouse, take a drink. Every time fa- uh, Father Mullen, I think it was, um, the priest, is drunk, take a drink. Every time you see a shadowy figure in the fog, take a drink. And every time you see a radio, sta- you see the radio station, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, you can let us comment or iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at beamerbrewersgmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com. 
Of follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmpaul. You can check out all of the content we reviews, interviews, and chats. Our website bmoviebros.com or news each week. Want to help support the show? Consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links read below. Well, we've come to the end of week three of Ghost Month, and uh, in let's rank these movies. For me, in the number three spot, House on Haunted Hill. Although fantastic movie, it's way too open ended to not have a sequel or like some kind of conclusion. Number two, The House That Screamed. Just Fun B-movie schlock from the Polonia Brothers. In the number one spot, The Fog. I thought it a very good uh, classic horror movie. It's been a good month because we have not watched a bad movie so far. I don't know if that'll keep up for next week, but um, yeah, it's it's been a very good month. Number three, I'm going to have to put The House That Screamed. I thought it was a good movie, but honestly, like... It's really hard to compete with the others, and actually, I'm going to put um, House on Haunted Hill as number two. It was a good movie. I mean, Vincent Price, it's murder mystery, it's a bit dated, and like, not the greatest film ever, but I personally enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, even if it wasn't what I was expecting. Number one was The Fog. It's flawed. It's not the best Carpenter movie, but overall, it is a good movie. It's a good horror movie. It was fun, and I liked it, so... Yeah, that's my list. So we've dealt with maybe there are ghosts, maybe not in House on Haunted Hill. We dealt with Civil War ghosts in The House That Screamed. Pirate ghosts in The Fog. Next week we're going to take on, spoiler alert, ghosts that possess things in... Are we watching Five Nights at Freddy's? No. Yeah. 2021's Willy's Wonderland. Oh, the original Five Nights at Freddy's. With Nicolas Cage. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next one.